0: Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain Yeah, put them in the hot seat Better grab your popcorn and get comfy while they're talking The greatest show ever, got the greatest host ever Talking about this state, man, it's the greatest home ever Baker always got it, and Max is on the hot street. With DJ Oreo, man, it's the Oklahoma hot seat Be yeah. Yeah, the
1: we're back and we're live. We what have. up, what up, what up? What's up? What up? I'm excited. I've been we've been waiting on this show. We have. So so so, we're excited. We've got Ramal. Now, you went by Ramal, the hometown heat. Yes. Just Ramal now. Oh no. no oh,
2: you never still? Like, yeah. You bro, still? Okay, my bad. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I worked too hard for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to hear the backstory of that. Yeah, we. What what what's the story on that? Give ah, us that. Yeah, man, so um, just in, uh, working in radio, working at 105.3 is where we met. And so uh, I couldn't think of a name. So I it was either going to be Ice Cold or the Hometown Heat. And I was just like, uh, let's, and I put it up for this survey for everybody in the office. And it was like the Hometown Heat is better. So I just stuck with that. And you've kept it. Kept it. Kept it. All the right, whole we time. got it. We got it. There you go. You can, you can do he win it left or right. Literally, cold or hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just <laughs> wanted to that's
3: got a good flow. Like the summer. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's give a little backstory here. So me and you, yes. we were floors apart doing radio. Yes. I was at K Hits. You were at K Jams. Mm-hmm. And we were you were doing the club thing, the hosting and yep. DJing and stuff. And yep. I, I, I was as well. So we kind of clicked mm-hmm. on a professional level. And then since then we've kind of kept in contact. We've done events together. Yep. And stuff. So when we were reaching out to guests to have for the podcast, I reached out to Baker. I said, we got, we got to get Ramal. We got to get him on here. He's doing some really good things and stuff. uh, And we feel like our audience could, could definitely uh, benefit. From hearing that, so first time you guys have met, yeah, man. yes,
2: first time we met, man. Yeah.
1: yeah, So I, and
3: I don't like coming into things blind. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a prepper. I enjoy it. I'm man. a prepper. I like to. I mean, he was like, yeah, we're, it's for sure going down. I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. So I was like on the internet. My wife's like, are you preparing for the podcast? I was like, yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna
1: he's gonna know all the ins and outs and ask you questions and whatever. Hey, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. He okay. He yeah.
0: He ready. Yeah, that. we'll hey, just. As yeah. though
3: well, I like to pick up things from the conversation though.
1: Right. So. So uh we, we we touched on radio and all mm-hmm. that. So you left K Jams what year?
0: Uh
2: 2008 is when I left. Okay. Yeah and
1: then what, what have you been doing since? What's what's kinda cause I know the stuff we've worked together on and different stuff, but you're kinda got your hand in some different things.
2: Yeah, man. So after radio, I you know, I went to work in the clubs. Um, you know, it, it I have grown a connection with the people in the community and then I decided to just to go strictly work in the clubs at the time. And uh, after that, man, I had a good friend of mine pass away. He overdosed, um, mm-hmm. DJ Romeo, um, and he was like a mentor to me. But he overdosed in uh, on a drug. And after he overdosed, I just – it was a, a huge just like warning sign for me to be like, okay, people came back to the club and they were just celebrating like it was nothing even happened. So I was just like, you know, he – Romeo really meant a lot to me and that was the the breaker for me to be like okay from the club scene to the family life it was just like okay people don't really care about you once you pass they just kind of just live their life and so i was just like okay this isn't what i want to be a part of and need you know it was fun but, uh, but uh, about how about uh, mm-hmm. how old were how old are you now if you don't mind I, me asking yeah yeah so so now i'm 38 okay yeah. how old were you yeah. when that happened so roughly about 20 uh yeah about 23 24 yeah. okay yeah. Yep. So that was like a growing up
3: point. Yeah. I yeah. can kind of relate to that. Yeah. yeah you know,
1: yeah, like yeah. really getting out of the the bar scene and, and growing up. Well
3: we mm-hmm. both
2: we both knew
1: Romeo, obviously, and yeah. and early when I started DJing, Romeo was from Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I remember carrying his stuff. Yeah. because uh, I wanted to get into the scene and DJ bad. So I would carry his stuff. I'd sit in the booth behind him and, <laughs> and, and listen downtown uh i mean he was just so great at yeah. what he what, what he did yeah and man. and he was so cool there were so many people i would try to connect with to learn or get in yeah. and they were just you know nobody wanted to tell their secrets mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. romeo was that guy that yeah. was like you know Weird you don't competition probably yeah. and yeah. romeo was that guy where it was just like and even then it wasn't you know carry my stuff it was just yeah. hey just come hang out yeah and yeah. he he was that guy
2: yeah
1: um everywhere. I mean, so good at so much stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah. one of those things that happened. Suddenly we had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if, and if you were close to him, it affected a lot of people. And I love that even on the radio now, they still play his mixes oh, and yeah. still yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah. talk about a talent. I mean, this yeah. guy was, yeah, he yeah. was there.
2: He so. was legit, man. And um, he, and that was the thing about him. He really poured into the next generation a lot. And so you, you grew a close bond with him and then to be so great, you know, and then just to suddenly just, you know, not be here, man. It just was yeah. just a shock, Yeah, you know?
1: And he was that guy that, that taught, because he could play on
2: anything. <sighs> that dude was Anything
1: tough, you put in front, yeah. any DJ, yeah, whatever. It didn't matter. Any, like equipment. Any, yeah. Any, yeah, any DJ equipment, he could play on anything. And that was mm-hmm. one of my number one things, was I wanted to be able to go anywhere. Well, and then it's anywhere. just about the skill set, right? It's just yeah. about your skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I wanted to be able, to, I learned that from him. I wanted to be able to, whatever you put in front of me, it was yeah. like it was second nature, and yes he sir. was that guy. Yes like, sir. you could
2: go anywhere it didn't matter and he he could make a party yeah so and we we had the number one club in Tulsa like as far as in the in the hip-hop demographic hip-hop and R&B demographic and we knew we him JB Smooth and myself we all had like a collective and we just played our part and I mean everybody came and they had a great time so we had you know we reached a peak in um, the club life, the nightlife, and so that was a peak for me, and I was just like, okay, well, I've, you know, we conquered that, so now it's time to just move on, and, you know, in my heart, I felt that I needed to support working more in community, you know, um, because I found out, like, at the club, after a while, after I left that club, it was just, it was good people, you know, but then sometimes they got disrespectful, and so, uh, I found out that they were actually, like, smuggling drugs in this club. Like, it was a whole totally different type of ball game than what I knew. And so, I was just like, oh, I definitely don't want to go back to that club, like, that nightlife. And so, you know, moving from there, I transitioned and working with the youth. And so, me, you know, I, I'm a believer. So, like, I just – I truly – I asked God, like, where should I go? And he just – he directed me out to Edgerick. It's this place um, out north where they serve youth. They serve children. And – um. I, that's my up my lane you know my dad was really just good with kids at a young age or you know at during his time and he was a coach and so i had a visual of somebody just being a support for youth and so i was like okay well let me get out here and help these youth and uh, this facility, it's, it's amazing. They It's an old school, and they just revamped it. They put, like, Spider-Man on the wall, and then they have a princess room and uh, arcade room. And so it was just like, okay, th- I can work with this. I can, you know, talk to the youth and work with them and have them do this. And so from there, like, my heart just, I mean, it got full, man. And just working with the youth, doing d- different things. I created a, a summer camp. I'm like, dang, all of this was in me, like, to do and to build for this community, you know. And North Tulsa, it... Now, let me say this. It does have its tough places, but it's not as bad. Like, as soon as you just cross a line or a street, you're not somebody just shooting at your car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like the perception that people may have about North Tulsa. And it was great because we had we bused a lot of kids from South Tulsa to North Tulsa, and they actually served and helped, you know, paint the walls and, you know, do a whole bunch of other things. But we had an opportunity to talk to those youth, and I was like, you know, those kids from Jinx or wherever they were from, and I was just telling him, I was like, man, like y'all are in North Tulsa right now. Y'all have to be our voice to to allow and and show people that we're doing great things in North Tulsa. It's not just all bad. Now there is there are bad areas of North Tulsa, um, and you know I'm I'm always you know aware of that. But of course, in every city town, there's always you know some bad areas. There's some bad areas in South Tulsa. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know what <laughs> I'm mean? saying. So. You know, from there, man, I just I just wanted to serve youth, and I wanted to – it was a great time because I was able to give a message to be like, y'all, like, let's come together. Let's have this bond and this thought of, you know, just the perception of North Tulsa is just a bad place. Let's not touch it. Let's not even go there, you know, and – I like to go experience. I'm not the one that when I go on a vacation, I don't want to take the the paid route where you take me Mm -hmm. and show me this big building. No, I want to go in the neighborhood and see what it's really like, you know, so I can have my own perception of something. So not just going off of the word of people. And so from there, the transition from Edurek, then the radio opportunity opened up at KBOB 89.9. And so from there, I was just like, that's what I've been waiting and praying on to, to really develop and grow was, a radio station. I always wanted to be a radio exec. Like, I wanted to be behind the scenes doing some things. And so that when I got the taste of radio then, and so from there, man, we're developing something really good. It's it's all podcasts. It's pretty much, you know, people just talking, you know, but we have specialists, people that have put in the work within the community to talk about certain subjects. So we have child sex abuse. We have um, another show that focuses specifically on health. Um, another show that's fo- focused specifically on women, teenage girls, you know, pregnancies. So I mean, there's a, a whole bunch of people that are doing great work, and they need a platform to have real conversation on some things, you know. And then we also have talking, and then we also have music, and so with that, we were able to develop it, and it's is working. So and that and that's your is is that your juice show? Yeah, the juice. Ju- yes, sir, the juice radio show. And so we we also work with. Uh, high school students that have an interest in journalism and broadcasting. For me, I always believe that to you know when when I I heard this and it really made sense to me, should I say? So they said it said uh, you need to be the person that you needed when you were younger, and so um, I needed a coach when I was younger as far as just like media broadcasting. There were no you had broadcasting Oklahoma broadcasting school, but it didn't really talk to the real uh, j- you know job on the job type thing that was happening right. right then and there it just talked more about the technical side but it wasn't you know really real so um i don't know what happened to your phone over yeah there. let me let me get my phone real <laughs> oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so um my battery life my battery life <laughs> i struggle with battery life man that's
3: I don't know if they're ever going to figure that out. Ah,
1: no matter what, there's always there's always even if you get a new one. I got a new one. Same same deal.
2: Always at one percent.
1: Like <laughs> my whole life is at one. Hell, oh, uh,
2: you, you spend you <laughs> spend your time
1: looking for a charger. Yeah, at you probably
3: spend cars. more time looking for <laughs> yes. a charger than your phone is actually charged.
1: Yes. Man, yes. it's so true. So yeah. But yeah, so you're talking about the youth, the yeah. radio, yeah. and also another thing that we share. You you also do the mobile DJing.
2: Yes, mobile DJ man. I love music. I I love um, just to see people have a good time. You know, what's your favorite genre? Like, a decade and genre. Ooh, good question. So, decade, I say the '90s was like the best music. But genre, I love jazz. Like, I, I really love jazz, and because there's no rules in jazz, you can kind of just do what you do, and the people that follow along listen, and you just it's a journey. So that's that's I've, my favorite. Been getting really into some uh, like.
3: Some some funk jazz of okay. like of like modern songs
2: yeah yeah like, it's just uh. Uh, pretty good, yeah. yeah the remake, y'all. yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm a XM fan, XM radio fan, and they always have just like variety of music that you can just go down and it's just like, who is this? Who is this? Yeah, you know, find an artist. I so. just find a uh, like a
3: Amazon station. Yeah, like I'll like click on something. Yeah, just like like a big band, and I love I love big band too. Ah. I like hearing the individual yeah. instruments. Yes, Yes. And yeah.
2: That's my favorite. It's me all day, and and with being a DJ, you know. There's not one person on this planet that does not like music. I mean, even uh, disability or not or whatever it is, everybody likes music. And the key thing that I found out being a DJ is that as long as you can play people's music, you'll always have a job opportunity. You know what I mean? And um, I just just fell in love with DJ, man. I, I fell under DJ Ed. Uh, as a DJ, and just just like you or y'all, just carrying his stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's what, that's what and we did. I, I just was an MC, you know, and I, I I was I always tagged along with him and just always just spoke at different events, and so eventually we did community events, and then we moved up to doing weddings and start getting paid. I'm like, oh, we can get paid to do this. <laughs> so, just that's where I've
3: been. Well, um, speaking of DJ, un- mm-hmm. the Switch Project. Yes, or yes. A program. Yes, the switch program. That's DJing, right for the community.
2: Well, so it's. It, it,
3: I, I I didn't really I couldn't find a lot of information sure. about it, so I was hoping sure. you give it give yeah. it to me.
2: Yeah, so the switch program, uh, basically, um, I, I've come to learn. For me, it's I'm trying to always figure people out and the way that they learn, and so either you're visual, you're audible, or you're kinesthetic, and so I found that the best way that I learned is by by actually doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I've learned universally that everybody usually learns by just doing, you know what I mean? And so uh, that's the switch program to where we get, uh, we, we, we pull in people that ha- actually own businesses. So just say Lotta Burger, and we bring them in, and we actually have them cooking a burger, and then we actually have kids learn. We have 10 kids per booth, and we have just different businesses, and we rotate, and they actually teach kids how to do a job, but then they actually have the – the kid come around and actually get hands on with learning how to flip a burger. You know what I mean? And so that's something that a kid can carry for the rest of their lives. And I think that with the school system, I don't think that they're teaching them. This is just my personal opinion that they're teaching them the right way o- on how to learn. They are just trying to get them to pass a test, but it's not really delving into, are you really learning? Are you really comprehending this? Like, can you take this 20 years from now and use this? And so I wanted to find another way into teaching youth on how to do, you know, jobs and how to reach a, a child, you know, make it interactive. So yeah,
3: uh, I thought cool. I, so I thought you were teaching kids how to DJ.
2: Oh uh, <laughs> well, well we do have a DJ there as well, and you know they, we let them get hands on with the DJ so they kind of just get comfortable with everything. So we have a DJ. We have M- multiple things multiple businesses yeah
1: so okay. yeah. it cool. can be different things because you have different spots that the kids move to so yeah, different exactly. and
3: you have multiple
2: businesses do you you change them around intera- you interchange these? yeah and- yeah we're always looking for new businesses to come in and teach kids um, because it's I mean there's so many industries that are out here, and you know I don't want to just cap them off and just say, hey, let's just only do carpet cleaning like no, let's do roofing and let's do everything you know because there's it's money to be made out here so. yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. Look at you doing that research, Baker. <laughs> yeah. Baker he comes is. prepared. He, Man. <laughs> yeah. dude. I
0: told you. He's
2: like when you were two years old. What did you? I'm like, how
0: did yeah.
2: you notice, dude? Well, I mean. <laughs>
1: He needs to know. He wants, like he, wants to know. And he wants to be prepared. So also, we also connected because mm-hmm. we had uh, Kevin Harper on another episode, yeah. another podcast yeah. uh, that does Food on the Move. Mm-hmm. And that's another connection that me and you had because yeah. they were doing the events and and, and still do, which mm-hmm. is really cool because you can mm-hmm. donate. We talked about this, but yeah. your time and, and gear and stuff yeah. for, for these events. So another thing with you that something we really wanted to talk about and that I was telling Baker, and obviously we've touched on a little bit, but kind of how involved you are in the community with different stuff and things and things different out there. So kind of with the climate of different things politically and, and stuff like that, kind of what is your take on how that, Motivates you the different things that you do, and even just some of your own personal beliefs and and, mm-hmm. and how you view some of that stuff.
2: Well, after the club life, I just saw that only DJs is DJ in the club, and it's like, man, it's way more opportunity out here for DJs to do something in the community, and they need more help. These nonprofits need more help because they're really out here serving people. So my thought process was like, man, let me just DJ for them, even if they don't pay me. You know, I know, you know, God got me. He gonna take care of me. He gonna hook me up. So. Let me just go ahead and serve this community. And th- it's been the best route for me to go as a businessman to go and serve the community by any means. Because now these bigger nonprofits are looking at me and like want to support now. And it's just like, okay, well, let's let's go ahead and, and you know, help you with whatever, whatever cause it is that you have going on. Let me support you. And we found that, you know, is it's not many DJs out there looking for that market to support but, you know, they have they have budgets out there to, to support you. So it's just like that's where Oreo was at. And I reached out to him. I couldn't DJ one event. And so the foot on the move, as you know, is mm-hmm. Kevin Harper. has probably shared that they, you know, uh, deliver fresh fruits and vegetables to families. And so I was like, man, Oreo, I can't make this event, man. Can you make it out here? He's like, yeah, I got you, man. You always look out for me. So Oreo came. He killed it. Kevin loved him. You know, Taylor Hanson loved him, man. And they, I mean, he's just been a part of... Our, our crew of DJs supporting that, you know, and it's, it's a good vibe, man. I love, you know, giving people something healthy and we can also just be happy as DJs playing good music, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. And it's also cool. Like we stay so busy a lot of times to be able to do something like that, to give your gear and time and equipment and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. it, it, it is about other people and, and and their needs and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so and kind of also what we were going to talk about too, and, and, and me and Baker had, had kind of went back and forth cause our, our, our main deal is highlighting people that are in the community, different opinions, different views, sure. different stuff like that. So another thing we were going to ask, or I was going to ask, was kind of with some of the things politically, COVID, a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of different stuff going on, how has that affected you with kind of how your movement is? Like you're you know, kind of your pathway of things.
2: It's a good, I, it's a great time right now. Like, <laughs> I I mean, I. it's not a great time for some families, you know, and I, I've lost a brother during this time of COVID, and I lost, uh, we lost our on-air personality at KBOB, um, you know, to underline issues, and so that has been tough, but at the same time, I had to, I looked at losing them too, and I've repurposed a lot to really get out here and help people even more. That really just lit a fire in me. Excuse me. And so with the political climate, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. Like I I think for myself, I look for your policies. I look at what you got going on. I don't follow media. Like I because you know, us being in media, it's some right. things that are planted out there for oh, you. Yes. Sure. I was say, that's, a, that's
3: a bit difficult for somebody in media yeah. to say I don't follow yeah. it. But
2: yeah, yeah. I mean
3: you you seriously look at a lot of these I mean, yeah. even a lot of celebrities are like, I don't watch the news.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man,
3: it's just all bad.
2: It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all bad. When you wake up, they the first thing the news say, "Good morning," and now the, the, the first shooting, the first and shooting. and this thing's on fire. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? It's like, like, all right, like,
3: well, that's wake not, up. That's, yeah. <laughs> what that's about little the, Timmy helping his sister? <laughs> yeah. You know. Or.
2: So it's like, okay, so that it's it's obvious, you know. You of course they're looking for ratings and other things like that, but it's just I, you know, being in media, you just kind of just you know some of the things that are going on and happening, and you just. I, I'm not. I you know. I see the things that are going on, but it's just like I'm not following. I'm not gonna hate somebody else because of their skin color or a video that I right. saw on there. Like no, it's deeper. It's a lot more things that happened before that video probably came on and all this other stuff. But some things are true. Like some like with George Floyd. Like how. He was murdered out there. Like, that was devastating, and that woke up a lot of people. And a lot of, right now, a lot of people are waking up. Like, I've served in, I went to Iraq, and I've served in the military. I was um, a 92 Alpha that was supplied. So I went overseas roughly around 2007 to 2008. And so I got, I had a mortar or a bomb shot at my trailer. I I was off duty that day. I was just chilling in my trailer. Heard a loud boom, and I lived near the tarmac. They were always trying to shoot. Like rockets and mortars at the planes, uh, just so they could shoot them down, and not, you know, we couldn't travel and things like that. So, they, I actually stayed by our, uh, um, you know, the place where the airplanes lift off and, and land, and it hit over there. And man, that was the scariest. I've, that was the scariest moment that I've ever had in my life. And so after that, I was like, when I come back to Tulsa, it, but it, it woke me up at the same time. It's like life is serious. You know, that really clicked for me. It's like I could have died right then. So I came back with a whole totally different fire and understanding of life, you know? And so now people are waking up and they're seeing with corona, you know, all these other things, not saying I just knew, you know, everything that was going on, but now people are waking up and saying, hey, there's some crazy stuff that's happening out here. Maybe we need to do things differently and not just go to work, go home and go to the movies. We need to really take time with our kids and talk to them and a whole bunch of other things like that. So... I'm excited because people are waking up. They're starting to work together a lot more. We're starting to, collectively as human beings, we're starting to slow down a little bit more. It's like, okay, well, let's not do this, you know, so. So, oh, are you going
3: to? Well, I was going to say, it kind of, I mean, so 9-11 happened whenever I was a junior, a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. So whenever COVID first hit, it you kind of saw everybody kind of, Rally together like after 9 yeah. 11. And then everything else happened, and then now it's a massive divide. Yeah. Uh, really, just why can't we just get back to the, where that was? Yeah. I mean, we, we all know that. The problems, right? So let's all rally behind that problem ands all come together and, and figure it out. But people have a short memory, man, and that's oh, that's yeah. the thing that <laughs> it's that's media. That, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Got like this they, they
2: seven minute, twenty four hour news cycle yeah. is just flicking around, and you hear people that get, say the same rhetoric is on on TV. They say the same thing to you, but it's like this guy came up to me the other day. He was like, "Man, this COVID thing is just all a farce. It's not real," and other things like that. But I was like. I understand, you know, where you're coming from, but my brother passed away. Like, that relates to me. All this stuff that you're talking about on news and how many people in the uh, – I don't know about all that. I know my brother passed away, so it's it got serious to me, you know. And so all that rhetoric that they have for the news, well, do you know this is fake news? And was, I'm like, dude, my brother passing away was not fake news. So all that other stuff. I, don't, I just don't go down different paths pathways that people just try to take you it's just like well let me think for myself Mm -hmm. first before you try to give me something to think about you know
1: so i was a couple other questions uh Mm -hmm. and we all know i'll forget uh (laughs) no so the um the the videos that you do Mm -hmm. uh what are the title of uh in tulsa what inspired that
2: oh man so I need a place to vent about people. (laughs) Well, you can come on here. (laughs) And and it's just... Tulsa is a different animal, man. It's it's different from L.A. It's different from New York. We just, we everybody's not on the same page, you know, and there's a lot of division in Tulsa. You know where the, the majority of the Hispanic community lives. You know where the Hmong community is. You know where the black and the white community is. You know, it's just, like, kind of separated, and we're not working together. And so I was thinking, like, okay, in Tulsa, if I could – give people some ideas of how to actually thrive in Tulsa, then I think that it could benefit because a lot of people are moving to Tulsa now. It's just crazy with Tesla talking about, you know, moving to Tulsa and other things like that there you need a guide in Tulsa to understand the way that some people think and some people act and what's the right thing to do. And I just share different things that's been on my heart and things that I see that people do. It is just like, that was not a smart decision. So I went in and was like, in Tulsa, you, you got to watch people, you got to watch their mistakes. You got to learn from people's mistakes. So if you can learn from people's mistakes, you, that saves you so much time from going down the same path that anybody else did. So that's, really how it started in Tulsa and I have a PR manager and she was like, "Well, you need to instead of just typing stuff, you need to do videos." And so I do videos. I just go around Tulsa wherever I'm just filling the day. I'll just stop there in front of I stopped in front of David o. Moss and was talking <laughs> <You did>. about <laughs> about <did>. being
3: grateful. <laughs> yeah, 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 being, being grateful. grateful for what you have. Uh, and yeah. if you have it
2: and you can supply it to other people. And and that, do it. and that and that video was actually on the street where all the homeless people were. You know, where where they sit in and, and are you know and so I drive down different places like man that could be me so like let me be thankful for what I have you know what I mean and so I just go to different places around Tulsa sometimes I get in trouble doing it because <laughs> I just I put my camera up yeah, what, and what, what
1: and what's cool about it is like you know you could get on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, Ramal could pop out of anywhere and and there is no set schedule. There is, Oh, you know, you're from Tulsa. Hey, what up? And he just shows up, but, but it's always got a good message and it's always, you know, informative. I I like that. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to touch on and you kind of brought it up earlier with, you know, political climate, some of the George Floyd stuff, Mm -hmm. different things like that. So now and, you no, know, being in the clubs and the scene, you, you almost have a leadership role in that point. Like people look to you because yeah. they want to come party, you know, hit yeah. up the phone. Can I get in? What's yeah. going on tonight? Oh. Is there a line? Can I get a drink? Is it popping? <laughs> uh, but now you have a different leadership role yeah. uh, in the community, which is great because of all the stuff that you're doing. And people also look to you in a different way mm-hmm. for, for different things. So as a leader – black leader mm-hmm. in the community kind of what is your take on everything that's kind of been going on and also too i wanted to, to say at the end of that what is some of your advice for some of the younger people mm-hmm. that follow you and some you know just some things that you have that you would like to say
2: sure my, my take on the whole political climate and everything that's going on man It, it it's a lot of I mean, of course, you know, if you have video, you have evidence that things have continued to happen to black men in the community and black women, uh, people are shot and Breonna Taylor, you know, uh, her, um, the people that, that murdered her have not, you know, went up mm-hmm. into, yeah. you know, have been pr- pr- prosecuted. That's mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And That's so mind blowing. It's the systems, systems, also the justice system is just like really bad. You know what I mean? It, it needs to be changed in, in some course or to be modified in some course, And um, with that, there's a lot of just misunderstandings that's going on all over, you know, just America and and the world because of some types, some forms of media and the rhetoric that people feel comfortable with and they want to have somebody lead them as far as just conversation. And they take that rhetoric and it's maybe not be the best perspective to have on how to live collectively with other people. And so uh, for me, I... It's frustrating, but at the same time, it's it's invigorating because I know that I have a solution. I can help a lot of people with misunderstandings. I've done that within the radio station. I've done that with teenagers. Mm-hmm. It's stupid small fights that you have, and it's something so small, and then once you guys get past that, now you're working together. Now, corona made everybody really work together. It, it really was a problem, but it was a solution that I think that, you know um, – really changed people's perspective on, on life and, 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 you know, how you live on a daily basis. And so for me moving into with, with the youth, um, I tell them that you need to be fighting and working for the person to the left or right of you. It's not just about you. It's not all about you and what you're dealing with and other things. It is, like I want to hear what you're dealing with, but it's not all about you. You have to fight and work, work for the, person that's near uh, to the right or left of you, just like in the military. I take a lot of the military concepts and I bring it right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma to where I know I can implement. I know it works. So if I can build a team and I can continue to build teams and you guys work through your issues, you guys work through your misunderstandings, we can build something great because that's what people are really looking for. They want more to be a part of something they want to be a part of something great, something that's going to be big, and and um, that's going to be life-changing. And so um, with my youth, I take them, I again, kinesthetic, I take them to, we travel to Atlanta, we travel to New York, we take them to different places, and if I can get you into a different space where there are people that are influential, I can, I can have a voice with you. I can show you that I'm trying to take you into a good place. And so with that, I, I continue to work on my youth. I had youth that three, it was a boy that tried to commit suicide and two girls that tried to commit suicide. No, two guys and two, uh, one girl. And so we walked with them through those, you know, those issues that they had, uh, in a way to where, you know, they can have a better life, you know? And now my students are going to college. My students are thriving. They, you know, dating and all, you know, just having their life, you know, but it's just walking, walking with your youth. I, I'm going to have a lifetime of friendship with you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to do life with you guys, the good and the bad. But my thing is I I, I interject in the bad. Like I want to make sure that I'm there and helping you in your worst time because if I can do that, it'll help me to stick out as and to know that you have a friend in me in your worst time to help you in that situation. So that's what I do with my youth. I look for that. Their are downturn and just try to support them.
1: Well, and like both you guys have touched on that, And I thought it was really cool what you just said about how some of the issues that have happened, like the COVID and different things like mm-hmm. bringing people together. I think a big issue that we have is, is the fact that we don't listen. Yeah. We don't. We we get in these, you know, discussions or arguments or whatever with, with people not understanding. There's so many different walks of life and cultures and things with people we know we really don't know anything about because a lot of us, and I've done it before, we stay in our bubble mm-hmm. and we don't really get out there and, yeah. and learn more about people. And it's just like if we would just you know take the time to yes. learn more about other people, other cultures, other things, how people do stuff. You know, just because how you feel the way a thing can be done or a certain way doesn't always make it the right Mm -hmm. way or wrong way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just how you're used to things. And that's the thing is I I did like that time period, like you were talking about, where we did learn other stuff and we learned things about uh, us, Yeah, even us personally. For sure. Uh, And I I think we lose some of that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just... (laughs) we've also forgotten i feel like
3: we've forgotten as a as a culture is that it's okay to disagree
1: yeah and mm-hmm. just because you disagree yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm
3: i i mean, I've, i may disagree on something mm-hmm. that you say sure. but you, you're not <laughs> a bad person right, right. just cuz you just cuz i disagree I, yeah. I may not be a bad person right. but taking that disagreement and then turning that into anger mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's the yeah. big problem yeah. like yeah. well he doesn't agree with me yeah <laughs> And the I'm thing like, about on, that, man. though, is like,
1: even if somebody ha- has a different opinion or disagrees with you, it's okay. Yeah, Because even if you don't agree, I always try to walk away from it going, what if I can learn something from it? Yes, it doesn't mean exactly. I agree, but maybe I can learn something from that to go, okay, I understand that. Because mm-hmm. that can also even change your views or perceptions on other things. Exactly.
2: Man, and even when you were a kid, you wanted to be one thing. But then when you got older, life got real and you, it changed your perspective on life. And so it's just like you have to be open-minded. I mean, yeah. at least be open-minded. And yeah. that's that's what I tell my kids, my 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 children, and even my youth. It's like be open-minded to other people's ideas. Because it has been times when somebody said, you don't want to do that. And I did it anyways. <laughs> and my I had a lump on my head. It's like I should have uh, lit- Oh, yeah. But then I go back and I spend time with that person because they tried to tell me. Yeah. You know they try to like you gonna bump your head. And I did it, bump my head. But I made I put that pe- person on my team immediately. It's like you were looking out for me. So I, I that's what I listen for is for the people that that share that wisdom. Is like you should, but, yeah. but you should. Uh, I did it this time, bump my head. Maybe yeah. we could do it this time and not <laughs> bump my head. Yeah, yeah and you're <laughs> so,
1: they're so And like Baker said, like, it's okay to disagree. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay that there's Mm -hmm. a different opinion out Mm -hmm. there. And I, and, but you, like I said, you can use that as fuel to learn other stuff or learning from other people. Yes. Uh,
3: I've got a lot of ideas with this thing, (laughs) with this whole thing. And then I'll tell Oreo and he'll be like, Yeah, but we should probably do it this way. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I mean, and my wife will tell you too. Oh, yeah. I'm very hard-headed. Oh, right. I got an idea, and that's the way we're going to do it. Right. Um, Just because my brain operates a little differently, but there's been at least mm, 75% of the time that we ended up doing it Oreo's way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And 100% of the time, we do it my wife's way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, as soon as he he says, she says, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's yeah. smart, man.
3: The other twenty five percent of the time that we don't do it Oreo's way, we end up doing it my wife's yeah. way.
2: Well, your wife's way. Yeah, yeah. 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 she's yeah.
3: the she's the other
1: third head behind
3: this yeah. whole thing. Yeah,
2: she keeps us in line. Smart man, smart man. You keep that wisdom <laughs> yeah. around.
1: You. So uh, we had we had touched on to another thing because uh, because I've got years sober and changed a lot mm-hmm. of things, and you've got a lot of time under your belt. Shh. What keeps you motivated uh, to stick
2: with that? Um, my family, man. Like yeah, I don't I, know where that flies coming yeah, from. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm gonna dang. catch them. <laughs> um, so I almost lost my wife, like in marriage, like um, you know, during the time when I was clubbing and things like that. Like I almost lost my whole family, and that was the thing that really stuck with me and really helped me to grow up was the fact that I lost my family and. You know, I I can't do this life alone. Like I see men out there that are single, you know, not 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 saying all men, but people in my family that have been single and for some of them they've been miserable because they didn't have that community and it's like again, listening to wisdom, it's just like I don't want to go that route. Like I want my family, I want my wife, I want my kids. And, you know, working around women, working around just people in general, you know, the temptation is out there. It's it's out there, but it's just like it's you, this, this 30 minutes is not worth a whole lifetime of what we built. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I always, my family is my, my foundation of, of me thinking of making the right decisions. And my kids, when they were born, I changed, man. I was just like, I can't do the same things that I've been doing. Cause I got a generation to take care of. And so now my thinking is starting to change, starting to listen to, to different books and, and podcasts and things like that. And my mind just changed. And it was just like, I don't, I'm not losing my family. And that's that's just simple for me. How long How long have you been? Um, married. So I've been married for 15 years now. Yeah, 15 years. My wife and I met at a club, Three Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> club. Oh, I remember oh, that. Yeah, three Frogs. I remember that. Um, and from there, man, we've just grown together. But she's always been down for me, man, like good or bad. She's, she's been there. So, you've been sober the same amount of time? Um, nah. Nah, I wouldn't say sober the same amount of time. Well, I'd say probably maybe 13 years sober, you know, um, and... The club scene was just a, a huge place for me to just get every access to everything. That I, being a DJ, it's a get, candy uh, store. You get, you get yeah. everything free. Like, yeah, it's a candy it's, store. It's a different. Yeah, they. <laughs> hey man, do you? Hey, don't shake
1: my. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it's a different ball game for DJ. I mean, we've learned yeah. we've learned the the secret of how to get free things in a way like it's being a DJ yeah. and how to be. um, rewarded you know, for the things that we do, you know, and so it's just that life is totally different from being the consumer and going yeah. out and having to pay for everything, oh yeah, so it's just like we you have to because you have all of that, you have to be responsible enough to be like yes or no in a situation yeah. like it's not good for me
3: so. I hear you i don't
2: i don't
3: we i we haven't drank for a long time, yep. but it's not like yeah. I mean it's just. Yeah, it, you start to get because uh, I used to bartend. That's how I know. Oh. That's how I know Oreo. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, when you when you start to have kids and you don't go out as much and then and then you like oh, okay, well we'll just go out and have you know an adult mm-hmm. night and then next thing you know you're you know three bottles deep yeah, or whatever and then you're <laughs> just like uh, you wake up the next morning you don't know what you said yeah, yeah and then you just and then you st- you still got a parent because you have, you know the the little mini human they don't know any yeah, different right. you know so
1: it's just the negatives outweighed the positives Uh, and and, and there's definitely different paths. People go down and different things and, and you got to look at it uh, from from that perspective because you got to, you know, when I was going through some of my things and, you know, counseling and different Mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, they always say play out, you know, uh, Mm. you know, play out if you make these decisions Mm. and when you play that stuff out, then you go, okay, well there, if I do this, I don't have to apologize to anybody. I stay sober. I get up yep. at a normal time. I get yep. things done. If I do go down this other path,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: there's going to be, you know, apologies, issues, hungover, or whatever what, whatever yep. goes yep. on. And then there's this, this domino effect of things that you go, you know what, I'm just going to make that decision to keep yeah. things the way that it is. Because then Same. you wake up the next day and you just... You just you just go back to what you were doing, man. Yeah. Uh, so but true. yeah, you have to you have to weigh those things in front of you mm-hmm. to go. Okay, there's mm-hmm. this domino effect of things that can happen. Yeah. That, like you said, Baker, that's how we met. There was yeah. bad oh, dominoes.
2: Oh yeah. There was oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Man, it, it, those dominoes, and you don't really think about it when I was younger. You know, you just don't really weigh those things out. But now, as you get older, you have, it's have just to. like, okay, wait, let me think about. It's it. It's just not a healthy way to live. At yeah. All. Not at all. No. no. But the the thing is, is just getting to these kids, man, and just really telling them, like, y'all make these good decisions now, so you don't have to pay for it later. And that's my message to them. It's just like, yo, I'm trying to tell y'all not to bump y'all heads. So just being that voice of reason. Yeah.
1: No. And they, and and now and another question too, and you you kind of said this a little bit, but do you feel that there needs to be a a do you feel that there's a big need for for mentorship?
2: Oh, yeah, man. Even as an adult, I still need a mentor. <laughs> and I'm, I'm adding people to my team every day, you know. And so just imagine being an adult and needing the mentorship, but, you know, the youth. And, and, and you don't know what kids' situations are. And now these kids grew up in an age of corona where everybody got to wear masks. So this is their new normal, you know what yeah. I mean? And how do you navigate? We don't even know how to navigate it as adults. So how do you navigate it as a kid? You know what I'm saying? If you catch this fly, I am going to crown you the master. Oh, nope. no, no, nope, no. didn't get it.
3: <laughs> you got something. Now there's even a larger yeah. hum in the in the mic. I mean, maybe I he tried. won't come back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, he'll man. go land on that yeah. OU thing over there. Yeah.
2: Uh, Oh, dang.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was going to take off my hat and give it to him. I was like, maybe that's going (laughs) to, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, he back.
3: (laughs) Notre Dame fan. Uh, Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay.
3: Yeah, huge Notre Dame fan. Love it. We're going to play. We're going to (laughs) play.
2: You're going to (laughs) play?
3: We're going to play. I think the ACC is still playing.
2: Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay, they got a schedule on on, uh, what they're going to do.
3: They haven't said that they're not playing. Oh, okay. Everybody okay. else is so said. Not yeah. Well, Notre Dame's independent. We'll play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to play anybody, yeah. but we'll play. <laughs> we'll play.
2: Play each other. Yeah.
1: It'd be. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
3: It's a big. It's a big fight. In my house. Green versus gold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
3: I'm actually surprised you didn't get that fly. He still, was, he's still—he's now he's just hands. sitting there, taunting really, you. I was really—I was really close. You would uh, think
2: Oreo and his quick DJ hands, right? Dude, I think that's anything. why he's
3: taunting. I think that's why the fly is just taunting him. He's like, "All right, not oh, so quick." Wow! Yeah. Uh, I really wish we were recording. That was awesome. I thought the whole table was going to come down.
2: <laughs> I thought I—I I got overconfident. Now Oreo been working out. Now he's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Show over, <laughs>
1: yeah. show over. Yeah. We'll just take, we'll just take yeah. what we have. Let's go catch so, clay
0: there. Yeah.
1: So what do you have coming up?
2: So this weekend we have the virtual Black Economic Expo. I'm hosting that event. Uh, and basically this is new to me, new to everybody, but we're, um, we have a lot of merchants and vendors that we're promoting, talking to a lot of people who are running for office politicians and things like that. So I'll be hosting that this Saturday and Sunday. And then coming up. Uh, Where's that at? Uh, uh, online on Facebook, uh, under the Black Economic Expos, where we're going to be actually broadcasting from. Uh, Okay. So yeah, people will be able to see it there. And also coming up in two weeks, I'll be traveling to Arkansas. I'll be hosting the, um, jazz hall of the jazz festival that was actually supposed to be here in Tulsa, uh, at the Guthrie Green, um, emceeing that, uh, event coming up. And what else do we have going on? Uh, Do you have
3: a gala? In September a gala in
2: September at the <laughs> <laughs> he know my schedule better than me I'm like
3: the fundraising gala for the
2: yes the sneakers <laughs> sneakers so yes so Boom. um dress and sneakers we have uh well suited and booted type of thing uh, event but um they're honoring myself they're honoring um Jay Parlay and a couple other people that are just doing work within the community uh on the ground floor And, yeah, that's coming up as well. So, we have the gala, of course, weddings galore, and just events, man. Events is just my life now, you know, so.
3: I mean, that's good (laughs) The events are back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's good. And what was the cooking show?
2: What was that? You got a cooking show? Yeah, so we had a cooking show. Uh, It was um, Edurect Eats. And so, basically, we had a virtual cooking show where kids cooked at home, and they cooked with their family, and they uh, presented uh, their – dishes online virtually and they had people vote for them and I actually was a host for that show man we had 2.5 million viewers worldwide uh, viewing that show and it was phenomenal man Um, these kids did some great work as far as just cooking in the kitchen very creative we gave them a challenge hey this week you got to cook an appetizer this week you got to cook a main dish and so they did it they overcame and we had the top three we crowned one we gave her and with this we gave them a hundred dollars the winner got a hundred dollars a month for a whole year to shop at a grocery store that's opening up in north Tulsa and so now we shopped it out to a couple of people who are in the industry and they are funding the show and so now we're going to have like an actual reality show so it's like a master
3: chef without Gordon Ramsay
2: yelling at you yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) yep and um, man, we it's it's gonna be a, a great uh, show, and these kids have done something great, man. And, and so food, I love to eat. I can mm-hmm. cook some top ramen, but other than that, <laughs> I can't cook as well. But um, I'm learning the food industry and how these kids, you know, love to to cook and uh, just just talking about food, man, and community. I love it, man. Yeah. I had to teach myself how to cook whenever. <laughs> I was 17.
3: I moved, really? I moved away and played hockey, and I lived with a host family. Really? And they would always cook dinner, and I'm a very picky eater. Yeah. So they were like, if you don't like what we're having for dinner, then you, you to have to make your own food. <laughs> and if you Dang. don't like what we have in the refrigerator, then you got to tell me what to get at the grocery store. Dang. So I, yes. and I just had to figure out how to cook. Yeah. So...
2: Oh, man. oh, but I love else's cooking. Dime too, man. That's well, crazy. no, not really. Well,
3: you, you paid, you paid like three hundred uh, bucks a month oh, to live at oh, this host okay. family while you played oh, at the, on this team. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. It basically supplemented the bills, bills yeah. and the food. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're seventeen and you're a growing boy, it's yeah. pretty, oh, pretty big, yeah. large <laughs> grocery bill. What is your dish of choice? Like, what do you cook? Um, I like. Just steak, mm-hmm. uh, vegetables, um, fried rice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I can relate. Uh, pastas, anything. I really like making sandwiches. Okay, okay. Like things like that, nice. like different types of sandwiches. I'll yeah. go buy some deli meat and throw it in, like, the skillet and make, like, a kind of like a sub or, like, a hoagie or something yeah. like that. But I'm all over the map, really. Yeah. I'm all over the map with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Oreo, are you a, are you chefing it up in the kitchen at all? Ah.
3: Yeah, the kitchen of the (laughs) Burger King.
2: (laughs) The kitchen Uh, of the Burger King. Oh man! I want it made my way. I don't want any lettuce on there, yo. Yeah, Uh,
1: I've got a couple of things. Like I've got a a little 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 uh, grilled chicken recipe. You know, I put a little razzle dazzle on. Okay. Uh, I like breakfast food. Okay. Uh, Pancakes are still a little bit of a yeah. Oh man, (laughs) I
0: struggle too. (laughs)
3: I don't struggle with anything, <laughs> yeah. y'all. I don't uh, struggle with anything, y'all.
1: Yeah, but uh, I, I I do love grilling out. Like that that yeah. is my thing. I'm I'm pretty good at that. But that uh, but but I am interested in, in like you know I'll get online and stuff and look different things to make. I'll change it up or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a you know. I mean I get by. Yeah
2: yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, say we you know I get, get by. by. You can yeah, live. You survive. <laughs> you can survive. You,
3: can yeah. Survive. Yeah. you some cream cheese pancakes low carb for Ooh, you. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it's a low carb keto really pancake. Yeah.
2: But cream cheese, mm, sounds
1: Before sounds I start true. adding stuff, I need to perfect the normal one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got <laughs> a
3: new grill that I've, uh, like, rarely used. I love it. Really? Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Blackstone
3: Grill. Okay. It's a griddle. Like, I've always wanted a griddle. Oh, yeah. And it's got two air fryers in it. They're only sold in stores at Walmart. Dang, really? They got two air fryers, and you got a bun warmer. as the third drawer. Air fryer is amazing. Do you
2: cook that outside? Uh, or? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, wow. it's like a grill. It's like this big 26-inch.
2: Oh, that's the real deal, then. Yeah. You to go look at that.
3: Yeah, just throw some, like, uh, coconut oil on it, season it, and then, you know, cook burgers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, it is a lot different cooking meat on a griddle than it is on yeah, an actual grill. grill. Yeah. It is very different. Yeah. But uh, my dad loved it so much, he ended up going and him, right. buying himself one. They make fried rice, shrimp fried rice, chicken fried rice all the time. Mm. They have, like, this massive, like, facebook community with like all these recipes and stuff but wow man what's uh what's your what's your go-to
2: top ramen <laughs> oh he was oh oh no i'm no, I, no I do know i do it too i got uh the beef
3: one and then i'll scramble <laughs> so like i'll scramble yeah. some eggs throw some egg in
2: there oh man you go fancy i just do the little bag and <laughs> just, just put packet. the stuff in there no but but me for me man i i really enjoy i think i i enjoy the barbecue as well like i i I like the outdoors and I like to really experiment. My wife gets upset because I experiment with every meal. Like I'm, always, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm always trying to add some type of like honey or like yeah. seasoned marinade. And she's like, dude, this is not good. So, but I'm just like, well, let me experiment. So I'm an experimenter. And me too. So like, yeah. yeah I, it's just different foods that I get in there
3: and I'll cook. So is your hobby like uh, is your interest, like your hobby outside of your community work?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Cooking? No, 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 not, not. That's not that's my just, hobby. Yeah, it's, 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 just something that I just do just when I got downtime. But that's not necessarily my hobby. My hobby, really, man. I, I really like to watch like, um, more inspirational videos, more, um, in reading books on leadership. Uh, because now I have a whole, I have like 30, 30 some my people that I'm leading right now in radio. Uh, they've never done radio, and that's just my expertise. So building this radio station is more of my, you know, of who I'm becoming, you know, and being that executive and making sure that media is done right, you know, in the best way as possible. So my downtime, I think I'm I'm more focused on reading leadership books, getting better as that, you know, the guy that's going to lead and talk to the team. And so that's, that's more what I do on my downtime. I'm, I'm, I'm doing tomatoes right now. Like I got three tomato plants and I'm also growing, I'm trying to do hydroponics as well. So. I saw that. Yeah. So in inside the house, my wife allowed me to do. I so. saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, what's your favorite book? Are you reading, reading? Because I've gotten into reading this this year. Yeah. Yeah. But I cannot read. I'm very dyslexic. So I'll switch back some words. Yeah. So I've been on uh, Audible. I've been just listening yeah, to them. Audible. What's your favorite leadership book so far?
2: So Simon uh, Cynic Uh, is one of the top leaders uh, that I follow. He's young. Uh, He has a a good perspective. And then uh, also a leadership book, um, John Maxwell. Uh, John Maxwell, he recommended Simon Sinek. And so I follow him and listen to him. And then also John Maxwell. But then I'm always looking for the newest, like the newest leader leader in, in, uh, in corporate, you know, work or just community work, things like that. So him, and then also, um, uh, one book that I highly recommend, uh, to everybody, the, the way of a man, um, the way of, yeah, the way of a man is a book and it helps me to understand and learn about relationships. And it helps me to learn more about myself as a man and what I need to be and what my wife, the energy that I give off to my wife and what she needs as a man. So I'm really trying to figure out and, and how to be a better man at home more than anything, and a better father. So that's more the lane of where I'm, I'm really listening to books is audible and reading as well. So, uh, one that
3: I really kicked off on, um, was uh, this, this year was uh, David Goggins's mm. book, You Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, that dude is crazy. And man. I love, his I love the audiobook because it, yes. was, it was like a podcast. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, his story is amazing. I follow yeah. him on social media, but. The mentality of fighting through, like you're, you have a, we all have a governor in our mind that makes us want to stop, and uh, Feed, feeding his dog. Yeah, 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 exactly, man. And so it's just like for me, I, I really enjoyed his book because it it taught me about pain and how to overcome that pain. Because this dude is running like a whole bunch mm-hmm. of marathons and stuff. You need to check out that book and his, yeah, his book. Me that. Yeah, it
3: sounds well, interesting. <laughs> it's it's two it's part. It's two part yeah. yeah. audio book. It's good. But, yeah, I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah, I really yeah, do appreciate yeah. you coming by today, though. Yeah, yeah. man. Thank you, guys. Before I, we get out of here,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: What, are, what are your social yeah. media links? Where can people find you
2: to figure out where you're at next? Just let us know. Sure, sure. Uh, Ramal Brown on Facebook, and I am Ramal Brown on Instagram. I don't have any more platforms. I got Snapchat, but I don't really use it. Um, and so those are where I'm the most active and where a lot of people are. So you can find me there. Awesome, man. Cool. We appreciate it. And – uh, we'll link
3: those, uh, your radio show and, yes. uh, what was the other community one up in North Tulsa? The, sure.
2: KBOB 89.9 FM. You can check us out online right now at wwwkbob 899com and find out what we got going on. you going to remember all that? <laughs> I'll find it. You'll find it. We know you'll find it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it.
1: Uh, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. You. Uh, you. we'd love to have you back. Uh, sure, sure. because you can come back doing, anytime. Yeah, you're anything. doing a bunch of different stuff. It it changes all the time, and yeah. we, like I said, a, a big pinnacle for our show, uh, was just you know being around people in the community and and checking out the positive things that are going on and stuff. So yeah. thank you for 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 taking some time out and uh and uh chatting with us. Yeah, man,
2: I'm so grateful. Thank you guys for the time and the opportunity and to to learn more, man. So yeah, it's great meeting it. you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Really appreciate you coming by. Yeah, I know you're that good. doesn't sound very. <laughs>
1: <Appreciate it by laughs> more emotion baker i more. know
3: i'm just very flat you are i'm sorry yeah yeah but you are you and i appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank <are> you. <laughs> you thank you yes thank you we're out on that note oh yeah that was a way <laughs> thanks guys. that was a way out <laughs> <laughs> Till next time oreo where
0: the wind comes sweeping down the plate. My heart the Oklahoma hot seat Yo. missing or not listening could be costly about me. Yeah, the Oklahoma home my